Most of us do our best to control our temper, but when everyone around us seems to be exploding in anger, how do we respond? That's the subject today on Bold Steps with Mark Job. I've seen people explode and security have to deal with them. I've seen it in grocery stores. I've seen it at restaurants. I've seen it in driving. I've seen it as spouses talk to one another. This escalation of impatience, aggressiveness, and yes, what we call anger. And welcome to Bold Steps with Mark Job, president of Moody Bible Institute and senior pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Well, I think most of you would agree that our society today seems to be getting angrier and angrier. People are constantly, it seems, on edge, and we seem to have less patience with each other than ever before. Mark, you're helping us set up this new year with a healthy approach by explaining what the Bible says about living in what you called yesterday an age of rage. Yeah, this is an important topic, and Wayne, I want to clarify from the outset, anger is an emotion, so it's not a sin. Mm -hmm. God gets angry, but it can lead to sinful behavior. And so in this passage, Ephesians chapter 4, inspired by the Spirit, the Apostle Paul tells us there are four things we need to stop if we're going to get anger under control. Well, let's get started now with today's relevant lesson titled, How to Survive in an Age of Rage. Here's Mark. Just this morning, I'm driving here with my wife in a hurry. A truck cuts off from the middle lane, misses his exit, and cuts off another car, and so they stop right in front of us. And of course, people are angry. I'm even saying, what is this guy doing? What is happening here? Can't believe he just did that, I'm telling my wife. And I was thinking a few months ago, I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like I've seen an escalation in impatience, in anger, in people driving a little bit crazier on the highways. And I thought, well, maybe it's just me, but I read a study recently that spoke to the effect of driving and rage. And here's what it says. This is by a psychology professor at the University of Wisconsin, Green Bay, who researches anger, road rage, and aggressive driving. Some of you would be good candidates for his research. (laughs) And this psychologist says this, underlying stress, isolation, are bleeding into everyday life, particularly driving. During the last year, an average of 42 people per month nationwide have been shot and killed or wounded in road rage shootings. That's double the monthly average for the prior four years. Think about this. Every single month this year, 42 people just driving, have been shot, have been killed, or have been wounded because there's this anger spilling into every aspect and area of life. I travel a lot, and I go through a lot of airports. I've noticed it at airports. 
There's this aggression sometimes against people on the plane. I've seen people explode and security have to deal with them. I've seen it uh, in grocery stores. I've seen it at restaurants. I've seen it in driving. I've seen it in the faces of mothers and fathers dealing with their children. I've seen it as spouses talk to one another. This escalation of impatience, aggressiveness, and yes, what we call anger. But I want to talk to you about diffusing anger. Stop destroying your world. How does anger show up? Well, in different people, it shows up in different ways. Sometimes it shows up in explosiveness, this violence and aggressive, this slamming things, this crazy driving, this banging on walls. Sometimes it shows up more in stewing. It's that passive, aggressive underlying, you see it on the face, this anger that's there. Sometimes it's irritability. Little things can just set someone off and they seem right on the edge, right on the edge of explosion or irritation or argumentation. Uh, Sometimes it shows up in hostility. Immediately the posture is one of enemy versus enemy. Hostility, walking down the hallway, hey, watch your way. Uh, any little thing, parking a car, that was my parking space. Don't get too close to me. Hostility ready for that combative posture. And sometimes it shows up in aggression. I believe that God wants to speak to us this morning. In fact, I believe I have a word for you that some of you are immediately going to connect with what I'm saying because you know clearly that you are one of those people that's on the edge. Ephesians chapter 4, the Apostle Paul is speaking to the Ephesian believers. And in verse 26 through 27, he unloads some powerful insight into dealing with anger. I'm going to read these verses to you. This version says, Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on the cause of your anger. Do not give the devil an opportunity. The message uh, translation, which is more of a colloquial, everyday man translation, says, go ahead and be angry. You do well to be angry, but don't let your anger as fuel for revenge, and don't stay angry. Don't go to bed angry. Don't give the devil that kind of foothold in your life. So are you ready today to learn? Anybody already say, don't, you don't have to raise your hand, but pastor, I'm one of those. I'm one of those. Just kind of nod at me with your eyes. Just let me know with your eyes that you're with me. Don't let your spouse know because he's going to start poking you. If you admit, I've already noticed some of you poking each other, looking at each other as soon as the topic of anger, some of you, I saw you go like this already. I believe that you need to put four stops to anger, four stops to anger that are found in this passage. Stop number one, write this down. Stop anger from crossing the line. Anger can quickly turn into damaging, destructive behavior if not stopped or channeled. 
Notice what it says in verse 25. It says, therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor. For we are all members of one body. The Apostle Paul establishes the fact that we are interconnected. There is this mentality that I can have issues in my life and those are my issues. The Apostle Paul is establishing the fact that no, your issues spill over into other people's issues. No man is an island. You are interconnected. I want you to know and hear me very well. If you are struggling with bitterness, resentment, aggression, anger in your life, and you are a part of a family, you are affecting your family. There is no way that you can be angry yourself and it not have a consequential effect on the ones that you love the most. Typically, your spouse, your children, your friends, those that are closest to you. So do not deceive yourself into thinking that your issues aren't affecting other people. They are. The Apostle Paul says in verse 26, after establishing that we are interconnected to one another, he's talking about the idea of taking off the old and putting on the new. He's talking to believers that are growing. He's letting them know this is who you were, but this is not who you are now. This was part of your old lifestyle, but you've been called to a new life in Christ. And then he tells him at the end of this verse 25, he sa- or at the beginning of verse 26, he says, In your anger, do not sin. Another translation says, be angry and do not sin. So let me just clarify from the beginning as we talk about anger. Anger is an emotion, not a sin. Let me say that again. Anger is a God-given emotion, and it's not a sin. But anger, if left unchecked, can lead to sinful behaviors and a lot of destruction. God became angry, and God is sinless. Jesus, on a few occasions in Scripture, the Bible tells us that Jesus was angry. I believe that there are certain situations where we should be angry. There are situations of injustice, the anger, this emotion, this energy that that sort of builds up inside of us and demands action. At times, there's a righteous anger. There's an anger that should uh, spill up from inside of us when we see people victimized, when we see injustice done, when we we see someone being taken advantage of. There is a place for anger, a righteous indignation. By the way, God has made you an emotional being. Sadness, happiness, anger, those are all part of the emotional spectrum that as human beings we experience. It makes us more empathetic. It can be used in good ways when someone is grieving over the loss or death of someone. You have the ability to feel sadness for that person and enter into their pain and you empathize with them. When someone is celebrating a great victory in their life or a birthday or an anniversary or a wedding, God has given us the ability to uh, rejoice and be happy with them as well. That's part of who God has made us as human beings. And so I want you to understand that anger is not a sin, but oftentimes anger can lead to sinful behavior. 
Mark chapter 3, verse 5, talking about Jesus, says, He looked around at them in anger, deeply distressed at their stubborn heart. But notice what Psalms chapter 4, verse 4 says, In your anger, do not sin. When you're on your beds, search your hearts and be silent. James chapter 1, verse 19 and 20 says, My dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. For man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. And notice what Proverbs says, the book of wisdom, verse Chapter 16, verse 32, he who is slow to anger and rules his spirit is better than the one who captures a city. So let me put it this way. Anger is like if you have ongoing, reoccurring, chronic anger. It's like lights on a dashboard of your car. You need to pay attention because what the light indicates is that under the hood, something has malfunctioned. More on that in just a moment. You're listening to Mark Job on Bold Steps, and we'll continue the message after this quick reminder to visit our website at boldstepsradio.org. There you'll be able to catch up on any message you might have missed and learn more about the Bold Steps ministry. You can also listen to these daily messages directly through your phone or mobile device and take your Bible study with you while you're out for a jog or running errands or sitting in the carpool line by subscribing to the Bold Steps podcast. You'll find us on your podcast app by searching for Bold Steps with Dr. Mark Joe. By the way, if you'd like to find even more Bold Steps content, be sure to subscribe to the Bold Steps Minute where you'll get daily inspiration and biblical teaching from Mark in under a minute. To begin listening, simply visit boldstepsminute.org or subscribe through your podcast app to receive these helpful teachings automatically onto your phone. And for our Spanish-speaking friends, we've also made the Bold Steps Minute available to you entirely in Spanish. Find it at the Bold Steps Radio website by going to the menu and clicking on Pasos Adatas. Tell your Spanish-speaking friends and family about it today. Now, let's continue with today's message titled, How to Survive in an Age of Rage. Here again is Mark Job. I know I'm talking to some of you that you tolerate lights in your dashboard for a long time. Someone gets in the car and says, why is this light been on? I don't know. It just goes on. It's been on for six months. Some of you ignore lights on your dashboard of the car. Some of you have no idea what it means. And the mechanic, when you take it in, the mechanic says, now, how long has this been a turn? I don't know, you know, seven or eight months. He says, why didn't you do something about it sooner? This has created major damage in your car because when you ignore the lights on the dashboard, they are electronically connected to components in your engine that indicate that unless you pay attention it could lead to very detrimental effects on your car. You could have a breakdown. If you are chronically irritated, if you are regularly angry, 
If your kids are telling you, mom, what's wrong with you? You seem to be always angry. If your spouse says, you know what? You need a vacation or something because I can't say anything around you without you exploding. If your coworkers are worried about you and someone takes you aside and says, are you okay? Why? Because you always seem on edge. <laughs> then let me tell you, you have flashing lights on your dashboard indicating that there is something in your engine that needs to be fixed. And in your case, you're not a car, you're a human being. So there's something in your soul or your spirit that needs attention because it's manifesting itself in anger. Now, the emotion of anger, as I said already, is okay for you to have. But when that emotion gives way to cutting, detrimental, critical, abusive language to your spouse or your children, something's wrong. When your language gives, or when your anger gives way to aggression, then you've crossed from the emotion to sin. When you get violent or physical with your words or your physical body, then you've crossed some lines that does damage to people around you and it's become sinful. And so the first stop is you need to stop. If you have chronic anger, you need to stop and say, there's something inside that needs to be fixed and I need to be a, pay attention to it because it's giving way to sin. Number two, write this down. The second stop is you need to stop anger from surviving overnight. Anger that's less left to fester will evolve into something quieter but deadlier. It tells us, do not let the sun go down while you are angry. Now, I know that in Alaska, there's certain days where the sun doesn't go down. So if you want to be angry, go to Alaska because you have a long time <laughs> to be angry there. The point that he's making is that if you're angry, you need to deal with your anger in that day. Because if you go to bed angry, think about married couples. You have a fight. You're angry. I don't want to deal with it tonight. I'm too tired. So you go to bed. And you sleep as far... You're almost falling off. You're like so close to the edge of the mattress that you're about to fall off. And if the other person gets close, you say, give me space. Don't even, don't even touch me. And then when you wake up in the morning, you feel like you're better. You feel, you don't feel the explosive emotion of anger. But I'm going to tell you something. You haven't dealt with the issue. You've only given it time so that the explosiveness has died down. But if you don't deal with it, what happens during the day, you go to work, your husband goes to work, and you think in your mind, he did this. I can't believe he did that. I would have told him this. I need to tell him this. When he comes home, I'm going to say this, this, that. I'm going to call his mother and tell him what, what he did as well. And, you know, he always does. And so you rehearsed it and nursed it uh, uh, and, and cursed him uh, all, all in the same thing. And so then when he gets back, you know, you're not explosive 
But your anger has turned to something else. You let it go for a while and you don't deal with it. Let me tell you, your anger is not explosive, but your anger has turned to something that's quieter, but almost more deadly. It turns to resentment, it turns to unforgiveness, and it turns to bitterness. So I sat down with a married couple and I say, are you angry at your husband? No. No. I was. I'm not anymore. But there's this sense of, I despise him. Don't talk to me. Don't touch me. I don't want to be around. There's a wall that's come up, and I've seen this over and over in couples, that they don't deal with their anger, and they let it turn into something more deadly. It's quieter, so we say we're not angry, but really, we're dealing with the evolution of anger. The evolution of anger is resentment, bitterness, unforgiveness that brings up walls, and it starts to invade our spirit. It causes us to view that person in a negative light. We cut down any kind of emotion that we have there and ultimately it leads to the devastation of our marriage because we let anger survive overnight and over week and over month and over year so the apostle paul tells these believers do not let the sun go down while you are still angry the idea here is you need to deal with the root of anger or it will become more deadly. Number three, write this down. Not only do we need to let anger, uh, not let it turn into sin, we need to stop it from going overnight. Number three, we need to stop anger from gaining a foothold. Say foothold. Because anger can open a door that allows spiritual poison to fill your life. The Apostle Paul speaks specifically, and do not give the devil a foothold. The image here is of the enemy trying to take advantage and get something into your house. And we'll continue with this third point next time here on Bold Steps with Mark Job. Today's message is titled, How to Survive in an Age of Rage, and part two is coming up tomorrow. But in the meantime, we encourage you to visit our website and check out all of the faith-building resources and opportunities we have available. Just go to boldstepsradio.org. Well, Wayne, we have an old friend here in the studio with us, Joe. I know you've worked with him for uh, quite a few years. A good friend back at Moody helping me out. So grateful <laughs> yeah. for Joe. And, um, you know, Joe, as we start this new year, there's a lot of our listeners, I think, that are making New Year's resolutions. They want to make some changes. They want to tackle this new year in a different sort of way and make it a better year. Any suggestions that you would have for them? Yeah, I think, well, first of all, I think we're a little cynical, aren't we, about New Year's resolutions because there's so many <laughs> yes, years. Yes, I am. Like we've made them and, you know, <laughs> two weeks in and they're gone. But one thing that's not gone, Mark, is that God's steady presence in our lives. We have no clue what will happen to us this year. Yeah. We have no clue what's going to happen in this crazy world this year. Yeah. But we do know who will be with us this year. And the wonder of the presence of Jesus Christ, mm. who is with us, who guides us, who directs us, who speaks to us. Mm. And so I think as we moved into the new year, and I think let's all make New Year's resolutions, but the one resolution we need to keep is to keep Jesus at the center of our year. 
I love that, Joe. Keep Jesus at the center of our year. So if anything you do this year, anything you do, determine at the beginning of this year, I'm going to make Jesus the center. Thank you, Mark, and thank you, Joe. Again, the book is called Strength for the Journey, six devotionals each week and a psalm for the seventh day. Dr. Stoll nurses our spirit by encouraging us to consistently turn to God through our trials. Because life can be tough and messy and confusing. So get your new year started with strength by requesting this Bold Step gift. Give your gift of any amount to support Bold Steps. Just call us at 844-615-7363 to donate today and receive the book. That's 844-615-7363. Or give online and request Strength for the Journey when you go to boldstepsradio.org. Or one more option, send your donation and request for this Bold Step gift in the mail by writing to us at Bold Steps, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. By the way, if you've never given to Bold Steps before, now is an especially good time to start as we have an extra resource to send you with your first-time gift. It's a free download of Mark Job's brand-new 30-day devotional. We really want to help you start 2024 in the presence of Jesus, and Mark's e-devotional will help solidify that growth. So, for a gift of any size from our first-time donors, you'll receive Dr. Stoll's daily devotional and Mark Job's brand-new e-devotional. That's two powerful faith tools to get your year started right when you make your first donation to Bold Steps. Go online today to boldstepsradio.org or call 844-615-7363. By the way, if you'd like to connect with our Bold Steps community, feel free to join us on social media by liking and following our pages on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for Bold Steps Radio. Tomorrow we begin part two of today's message titled How to Survive in an Age of Rage. So make plans to listen again. But until then, I'm Wayne Shepherd, thanking you for joining us here for these insightful Bible teachings. We'll see you Thursday right here on Bold Steps with Mark Joe. Bold Steps is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.